0: Microphone check one, two. Hello? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, welcome to Talking Heads, a new podcast about electronic music with me, Arno. If you don't know who I am, please go to www.arno.wtf. This will lead you to my Bandcamp account, because basically all I do has to do with music. I'm a DJ and producer, I am running a few record labels, and now I'm presenting you this new podcast. If you feel like supporting any of my activities, the most direct way would be to go to Bandcamp and buy some of my music. For the first episode, I invited Giuliano Lomonte from Berlin. He's a resident of Club der Visionäre in Hoppetosse. He's running his own record label called Point of View and usually is traveling the world with his record bag. Enjoy the show. Welcome, my good, dear friend, Giuliano Lomonte. I'm really happy that you join me for the first
1: episode of my new podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Arno. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here with you today.
0: Usually we would speak German, today we're going to speak English, so that the rest of the world will
1: understand understand everything, hope.
0: (laughs) The other day you told me that you even think in German and already dream in
1: German. In German, exactly, yeah.
0: Do you you remember how many years you lived in Germany till that point, where you realized now... The system, the system is, is programmed uh, pro- to German, German yeah. <laughs>
1: Um Yeah, I think like um, I can say like five years already, I'm, I'm living in Germany since almost 13 years now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, when I start really to realize that everything what I think and uh, how I also like you told me, like the dream, like I woke up and I think, okay, I was thinking I was dreaming in Germany yeah. and I think it's like about five years kind of where I completely switched. Yeah. Like I forgot now I some, some Italian words I forgot now, for example. Yeah.
0: I really would like to go back to the beginnings for you because I, I think your story is uh, really powerful Yeah, um, and I think true. it can really motivate people that if you really have a strong will and you really go for something that you can really achieve a lot. So you originally from Bari in Italy?
1: Yes, exactly. south yeah. of Italy, yeah.
0: And um, this is also where you had the first contact with electronic music or...
1: Yes, but in south of Italy at that time were not so much going on, and because of my old job, let's say like this, because I'm, I'm a chef, I learned to be a chef in yeah. school. Uh, I was uh, working in north of Italy in Rimini and Riccione where the electronic music that, at that time was already much advanced than in the south of Italy.
0: So you were working as a chef already back then. Exactly. How old you have been there?
1: I was uh, my first experience in the hotel in Rimini. I was sixteen years old.
0: Sixteen when yes. you when you went to the club exactly,
1: exactly. and there um, I start to go to the first party but still I was uh, discovering first I I couldn't I could not say at that time I like this I was discovering a lot of kind of music but was st- already in the right direction yeah, yeah
0: yeah and you you also worked as a like a flyer promoter exactly guys, yes yes
1: i was working during the day in the hotel and then in the evening i was working for coco Rico as pro, promote promotion flyer yeah, yeah. and then yeah. I, after in the evening when i was finishing uh, to work for the promotion i was going in uh, in the club to check uh, the djs and then slowly slowly i was lucky i found out ricardo villalobos rares there and i realized okay this is the music i like yeah, yeah.
0: and was it that was also the time when you realized that you wanted to try and become a
1: DJ or that was later? No, no. It became, uh, uh, this, uh, I think I can really say it was after, it was after, much after. Yeah, At that time I was a clubber. I was enjoying going to the club and raving. Yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, when was the moment when you wanted to find out more, even think that you could be a when DJ When I yourself? put my
1: feet in Robert Johnson. Yeah. Yes, <laughs>
0: exactly. So when was your first time?
1: Yeah, I, my first time was... Um,
0: and why, why would you go there? Like friends told you or you knew about the place Like anyway, it or? was
1: um, my first time I came to Germany was um, it was the birthday of Sven Fett in uh, um, Cocoon Club. Okay. This was my first time and then I went to, to Cocoon. And was Ricardo playing? Was what um, was Van? Then. then I don't remember all the DJs, but I it was my first experience in, um, in Germany. And then after I realized was Robert Johnson. Also, I got information, and then after uh, I went. Like I think the day, the year after, I went to Robert Johnson for the first time, listening back-to-back back of Ricardo Villalobos and Richie Odin. Oh, nice. For te- 12 hours. yeah,
0: <laughs> Proper service. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And then I realized, okay, fuck, this is also what I want to do.
0: Yeah, How old have you been there then?
1: I think it was about... Mm, Eighteen, something like this. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then you would come to Germany quite regular to get more of this music. I was to go going to, to Robert race, Johnson, like Low Family, Park, Low Family
1: Park, Time Warp, like all this regular German and party. Like I can say, I was once a month. I was in Germany. Oh wow! <laughs> I was here. Yeah. I remember one year I spent all my money. I saved working <laughs> in the in the hotel. I spent all my money. Uh, to go to party in Germany. Yeah. I was more time in Germany than, <laughs> than yeah. in Italy. Yeah.
0: And um, you got you got turntables then as well or how did it mm, go that you played records not,
1: and... not yet. I was buying some records but just uh, as I told you I was a collector. I was uh, like a music lover. I didn't yeah. have like uh, this view to become a DJ or music producer. Yeah. Yeah, I was just a clubber for the, for the moment, yeah. But then at one point you at one point I, this it became when I moved to Germany. Yeah. When I really say I want to go for this because I realized I was spending more time in Germany than in Italy. I said, okay, this is the time to move because there is no sense to go in and back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to... To move to Germany, that was first to just follow the culture more? Or that was already when you decided you also want to be a DJ? Or you went to Germany no, and then?
1: exactly. Like, okay. I, w- I was doing DJ in Italy, but this was as a hobby. Yeah. So I could not not say at that time, this is my job. Yeah. I was doing just a hobby. I was playing in some bar, some little location, okay. some private party. But this, I can honestly say it was a hobby. Yeah. And then when I moved to Germany, then I was getting much closer to this, the, the, and when the,
0: you when you came to Germany, you would move to Mannheim, right? Yes, exactly. Why Mannheim? Why?
1: why, I why? <laughs> this I mean, is it's a beautiful
0: city. Don't get me wrong. Yes,
1: yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> but the, the the link to um, because why I moved to um, because I moved to Mannheim it because. Uh, When I was going to Robert Johnson and Lo Family Park, all this party, the first people I got in contact with were people from Mannheim. And this was the, there is no reason, could have been also Dusseldorf maybe or whatever in Germany. But these were the people, the first people I got in contact with. And this was the link for me to move to Germany.
0: Yeah, somehow it's always, I think about how funny it is that Mannheim, we have so many Friends that are really deeply rooted in this in, culture. In the culture, so, yeah. Shouts and greetings to all of our friends in Mannheim. In
1: Mannheim, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, um, so then you would move to Mannheim without speaking any German? With not my little? English
1: was also bad at that time. I mean, it's not perfect now, but at that time was like basic from the school. So okay. <laughs> it was even harder. So you had a
0: little bit of money in your pockets. You couldn't speak the language. I remember nothing. I had
1: 800 euro left because yeah. I spent all my money <laughs> traveling to Germany. And then I say, man, or now you would make the step. Otherwise, just don't do this anymore because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then I, I had the, the, I wanted to do that and then I decided okay come on let's try it, it's just a try otherwise I can always go back to Italy there, yeah. there is, I don't have anything to lose I mean I, I spend a lot of money already and then I took I was I, I had 800 euro in my pocket and I said okay come on let's try it. and yeah. it
0: worked out quite well it worked so, out so what, quite what, well
1: because I I found the job also right after and then after that started slowly slowly everything mm-hmm. it was a hard uh, ride but I'm happy for what uh, Oh, it was. I'm very happy about.
0: So what were the next steps? Then you, you found a job and then you also made... Um, you learned properly to be a chef, to become a chef, right? Yes, was this
1: Mannheim. was... No, no, no. This was in Italy. I, I did okay. a school in Italy okay. yeah, during the winter. And then in the summer, I was going to work in, in the hotel in Riccione and Rimini. That was the, like... It's like the Ibiza of Italy Rimini and okay. Riccione. Yeah. There were a lot of opportunity for work. That's why I was traveling there and was spending the whole summer. And then in September the school started again, and then I was going back to the school until I finished and I got the master of being a chef. So in and I finished the school. It was um, when I had when I was nineteen years old, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And in Mannheim it uh, was when you took this DJ thing a little bit more serious. More serious. Absolutely. Was it because yes. also the people in Mannheim were like more already?
1: More into, into, into it. This and exactly, it exactly. Because in Italy where I come from there is nothing about like not so strong like what we have here in Germany or in Mannheim at that time. Yeah, yeah. Like nothing to compare at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why here was I got more the, the power to to believe in this. Yeah. And go and go for this. Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, obviously at one point you moved to Berlin yes what was the reason for that and when was that?
1: This was in March 2011 first of March of 2011 and the reason was I mean I, I I came to Berlin like also some years before to to party for Sylvester and stuff like that. And I love the city. Like right after I, I can arrive here and I say, wow, I love here. And I always I thought okay, maybe one day I will move here, but I was yeah. also a little bit afraid because here is too much going on, like party yeah. every weekend, maybe starting also on Thursday. And I was like, maybe I thought maybe you can lose control here. So you have but, to say no. That's what
0: the, you're really good at.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, and um, yeah. I was, um, was, was always a dream for me, but then uh, I say maybe it's okay, I stay in Mannheim, I mean, I'm happy here, but for me still was not complete, everything was, was missing something. Yeah. And then I was, um, uh, back then I was with a girl from Mannheim, and she got like a job um, offer in Berlin, and she said, come on, let's go to Berlin, yeah. try, let's try Berlin, and I said, you know what, okay, let's go. Yeah. And this was the the moment I I moved to Berlin.
0: And um, you, how long did it take you to learn German? I mean, German.
1: Um, I arrived to to Mannheim, and the first things thing I did, I I went to the to the German course to learn the, to, at the school. Yeah. And. Uh, I could afford at that time because I came only with 800 Euro, yeah. only one month course of yeah. learning German. And I did the intense, intem, intensive course and um, I did only one month. The rest I learned by myself working in the kitchen with uh, with German people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Greetings to all the DJs that feel really bad now here in Berlin that after 14 years still can only say yeah. Guten Tag und Späti, maybe. Yeah. Shout, shouts going out to all you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, um, that's very nice. And then, I mean, I think uh, many people also connect you with Club der and Hoppetosse. Yes. So how, how did this happen for you? And when was the point where you really thought that this DJ thing could be really something like a career always sounds so stupid but maybe something that like you could job. Pay, pay your bills uh, let's put it that way there was in Mannheim still or in no no not much
1: after yes it yeah. was in berlin because i was i oh. was still working as a chef like till three years ago so um i can say I realized that I really f- like about four years ago. I realized okay, now I can make the the next step or yeah. this or that. I have to yeah. decide or to go for the um, chef job or become a DJ. I can be concentrated in making music and yeah. do this what I really love. And then I I risk. I went to yeah. I went for this. Yeah, and yeah. I'm very happy for this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also really believe that at one point you have to go all or nothing with this because I mean when you're younger maybe you still have the willpower I remember when I was um, still learning my job I would like after work still go to the studio but it's tough, I think, yeah, to really go all absolutely. in. I think at one point you have to decide. And you did. And I'm really happy you did. Because we also met through the music. At, yes. At yes. the Visionary or maybe exactly. before.
1: No, we met before at Robert Johnson when you was playing one time. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like, after for my birthday when I invite you, then you came to Berlin and then yeah. we met properly. That was the proper meeting. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And um,
0: how did it, um, because also Club de Visionaire is for many people it's also like. It was this, a school for me this, also. Holy Grail. How did the connection happen and how did it how was it be, how did it
1: became possible for you to play there to play there like i was going like everywhere i go where i like some somewhere i go like as a clubber and to have fun first of all yeah and then like slowly slowly making friendship but was never like something forced like i want like badly or doing something to reach this i was just being myself and yeah. like the music, it, at the end, the music talks by itself. If you make good music, this is the best uh, visit card that you can give. And yeah. this was, for me, like t- something to go there.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah. You said that everything comes naturally to you. But do you do you have goals that you set yourself? Like, I would really would love to play there or release on that. And then you yes. follow this? Or just everything is totally...
1: No, no, I have goals, absolutely. I yeah? have goals, yes, yes, of course. I have goals, I have uh, like... Um... Yeah, absolutely. I want to play some such festival, or like I want to release, as you say, in some uh, really good labels. Yeah. And I try to go for this, but sometimes happen, sometimes not. Uh, but this is the the game of life. So yeah, yeah. But I try at least to to reach that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, one big event, I think for for everyone, but also for you, was that you played at Sunwaves now two times or two times? Think. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is was that like a goal for you, or is that something that just
1: happened by? Yeah, I think moments. it can, uh, it can, I can say that it was for both, uh, for both things it was a goal for me, but it happens also very, very, very naturally, very, very naturally. But, of course, I was dreaming to, since I was going there as a club, as a raver, having, par- uh, having fun and with my friends, like, of course, was a dream for me to play there. And But, as I said, it happens for because it was a goal, but also very naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And um, let's talk a little bit about your approach to DJing. Like, mm-hmm. for example, um, a gig like Sunwaves, for yes. sure, you know, it's a very important thing and you really have to Absolutely, deliver yeah. and everything. So, how would you prepare for a gig like this, how would you prepare your music? How would you prepare maybe mentally or whatever?
1: Yeah, like it's very, I can really honestly say that the weeks before I'm really think, think, thinking so much like uh, every day, okay, how, how I can prepare my set and how it's gonna be. But like I arrived then the day of the of the event and everything I let go naturally because once you are on the on the stage, you just have to follow the energy of the crowd, and this is like yeah. the, the most natural way to to have the approach to to the gig. Yeah. But when I am at home, of course, if I have it depends also on the timetable when I have what is my schedule when I have to play, and then um, I decide okay I, I can start with this kind of music to and to have like a kind of uh, trip. Yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: And um, how would you prepare your record bag or your hard drive? Is it, you have like certain folders or you have like all the stuff with you all the time or how is it, how is it like the process? Because I I think it always is kind of interesting of with the, uh, DJ colleagues. How do you um, organize your music digitally or on vinyl and how do you prepare like what you bring? Do you have mm-hmm. like even maybe some certain combinations of tracks where you know this works really well or you maybe practice a little bit at home even or you don't do this at all or what's the
1: process? I think like I just listen to the music Uh, first of course I need to know when I have to play what time I play and um, if I make warm up of course it's completely another record bag or like another uh, folder but for example talking in uh, digitally um, way like I have my hard drive and all the music I have it's selected by genre and I have like uh, like for warm up like for house uh, like micro house like all it's um, put like in different folder Yeah. and in the, the moment I have to play everything is ready like in there but I don't have like for say uh, like uh, the date of the weekend when I'm playing and like or for example the, the folder of rhythmic and this is the music I'm going to play at Mewrhythmic. No, I yeah. have like all the general uh, like div- uh, divided by, by by them and I, then when I'm on the stage then I've, I go in each folder and then I play the music yeah. that is fitting in that moment. Yeah. I want to... But ask- I don't have music, for example, uh, like um, the new music together with all new music. It's all like uh, separated with in all different folders. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I would like to put in the first question I asked the people on Instagram. My mm-hmm. followers, ah, they yeah. can ask um, questions to yes, you. Yes, yes. And one question I think it fits really well is from Henny. Hi, Henny. Hello, and Henny. And question <laughs> is, how did it um, change from how much vinyl and how much digital music you buy within the last few years? Let me check if I got that
1: right. Mm, Okay. Um, It's in the last year. um, Yeah, wait, here.
0: How did your um, buying habits, like vinyl or digital, changed within the development of your DJ career? DJ
1: career, yes. Uh, Like, I can say yeah, it became a little bit less. If I'm going to buy new, if we are we are talking about going buy new music, like Mm -hmm. what is coming, because like I can say I'm lucky somehow now that I'm getting already a lot of promos. Yeah. already much earlier that the record is coming out so that's why automatically it became a little bit less my going on the decks and buy records but yeah. i'm buying records what is old i'm going on disco and there i'm buying uh, records yeah this it, it changed in this way
0: so that you vinyl now you would buy more old stuff Old stuff and... because
1: the new stuff more or less i can see like the 70 percent i get uh, like promo i I'm lucky for that. Yeah. That's why it moves on, it moved on this way now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm buying old records. Yeah.
0: And how are you with sharing your own music? Do you send it to just a few people or a
1: few people yeah two close friends yeah Yeah.
0: Too did you ever had like a weird experience that you would uh, come somewhere and maybe somebody was playing like your track yes. and it was like oh yes. I did this last I, weekend
1: I, <laughs> had, I had not so fresh like last weekend and then was already but I had like I was in, in, in a party and then the guy was playing like a digital um, track of mine which was only on vinyl just came out like really really few days before and I said come on it's impossible that in not even two days there, uh, you have already the file but of course I am not a guy that is going there complaining for what's what's going on
0: yeah if, I mean it's, but uh, it's it, happened. Uh, it happens it happens it's times, an old yeah. discussion I mean at one point it's nice when people support your music yeah yeah on the other hand some people really uh, I think they don't have any, any respect for that any yeah. respect for mm-hmm. the culture because if you're not Supposed to have a certain track, then maybe it's not for you at this time. Yeah,
1: um, and then you should
0: just be patient and and wait, wait for
1: and the wait. moment you you get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, also, for me, when, when I see something like when I hear something that I really like and I can't reach, I just wait for that or I just go to buy the vinyl. This mm-hmm. is but I don't go like in any sneaky way to say, Hey, come on, can you give me the file? I heard that. No, no, I, I just I think- let it go because this is the natural way to respect the artist on the other side. I mean, it's 10 euros. We are living in, in a time where we cannot spend so much money, especially now in this uh, weird, weird pandem- 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 pandemic.
0: No, pantajo. <laughs>
1: Pendejo. <laughs> Pandem- <laughs> Pandemie on German. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, we cannot spend so much money. And uh, I know what's the problem for many people. But I think this is also a nice way to respect also the artist. Because I have I put me myself in that position when someone is trying to reach the digital file yeah. and is not buying the record. I yeah. would feel also like somehow a bit... Um, I think you...
0: Not sure if it was you, but I think you told me like one of the funniest stories where you went to CDV and there was a DJ playing and then it was like at one point, hey, this is a promotional copy of blah, blah, blah. Was it you? No.
1: Mm, no, okay, I don't remember that.
0: So my friend told okay. me like this guy was playing at CDV and he would play this track and then it came like a voice. Ah, hey, yes, guys, I told you this. Ah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is only a promotional copy, guys. Please support the artist. Yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> I, I told you this and I know the guy <laughs> who was playing. I like while playing, it was, um, it how it was the same Please support the artist and buy the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> like this, like this, while the track was going. This, Please I'm support saying. the artist and buy the vinyl. <laughs> you know when um, this is like the, the 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 file downloaded on from YouTube. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I was the I told you that. Yeah.
0: So let us speak a little bit about producing music. When did you start producing music, or how did it? came the idea you were just curious like how these guys are doing it or exactly. what was the, yeah
1: i was very very curious and at that time it was still like i was discovering and it came exactly like a few months after i moved to manheim yeah. I, I met a guy super lovely 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 guy and he came to my place i said man look i have this program it's logic uh, i can give it to you like just discover uh, and he showed me like we had a few hours together the time we installed it and then show me like the basic thing yeah. and since that day I just went to really deep into logic and I start to the first track I did was was only logic sound yeah. and um, and yeah and then after uh, slowly slowly I start uh, after I did the, the first release I, I think it was 2014 the first digital release I did yeah I think but from there it started 2014 the, was the yes. first release yeah from yeah. there I started to to pro, to produce I start like 2012 13 but was ob and then 2014 I think I did the, the first release yeah
0: okay and then when then you did a release on semis label I think that was the first proper release this right this was or the f-
1: first proper release exactly on vinyl yes and it uh, was like one month uh, right after or no right before the pressure track oh, yeah. Tracks, yeah yeah it yeah. was uh, like uh, ultra stretch and like few weeks after was pressure tracks yeah yeah and, um, and this was 2000, uh, 2015, 2015, something like this, 2016. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how did your setup change? I mean, now I know you also like to work with hardware. I guess the first track was still more software based. Yes. So how, the, well, what was the first gear that gear you bought? And, yeah. um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first, very first gears were the um, when uh, Korg start to release this, um these small machines like the Volca Bass, yeah. mm-hmm. the Volca Synth, and the Volca Beats, and yeah. I got all three. Yeah like right after right away and then uh, from there i start um and i had only just a keyboard uh, at home and from there i was programming all the sound like i was using like mapping and using like kind of controller yeah and these were the first uh gears that i that i got yeah 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 and I still have, like I sold the other two, but I still have the bass machine because I'm really, <laughs> <laughs> very close to, to it because it gives me a lot of, uh, a lot. Good bass lines. Good bass lines, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can confirm, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and how, how would you
0: approach making a track? You just Do you sometimes come with a concept or... Ex- idea that is already finished in your head or it's just you go and you interact with the machines and see what they give you and see what happens or you sometimes have like a really clear idea what
1: you want to do you, most above? of the most of the time most of the time it happens that I just start and I, I see what happens when uh, when I put on the machine and like l- let the flow going yeah but sometimes I have some idea in my mind and I say maybe I want to try to to do this but in the in in Main. Meanwhile, you are doing the track. Maybe you you get in another direction, and if you like also the other direction, you just go for that because you have to finish the track. And if you don't feel the other what you had in your head, then doesn't matter you. But at least you try. But yeah.
0: And. um The first releases that you have, like, let's say, um, Ultra Stretch, you were already sending out demos, or was it by accident that somebody, that Sammy, would hear the track somewhere, or how did it happen?
1: It happens like this, because I I give music to to Zip, yeah. and he was playing the the tracks, like, many times around, but especially, like, for a couple of months in a row, was playing the track in Panorama Ballet at Perlonized. Get very and uh, I was sitting with Sammy at the bar and say, "Oh, nice, nice this track. What, what is this?" And I say, "Yeah, man, like I give you the track, but you didn't pay attention." <laughs> <laughs> Can happen <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, yeah, funny story. Yeah. <laughs> and then he say, "Yeah, come on, let's release. If you don't, uh, if you don't have uh, anywhere to give," I said, "Yes, with pleasure." And I also am very close with, to Sammy, and yeah. it happens very spontaneously, like. I give to uh, to tip just for playing, and I was not thinking about to release anywhere. Yeah, it it came like that. Yeah. So
0: everything comes pretty naturally. I pretty naturally. Usually yeah. that's the way. That's it's the
1: the, way, the, the best way, I think. Yeah. yeah, not forcing anything, but also like in general in life, if you don't force things and come naturally, you enjoy even more. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, I think what is. Sp- special about you when it comes to producing you really found your trademark sound i think by now i can tell when i hear a track in the club i can tell if it's a Domonte
1: track yeah that's important that's nice
0: yeah that is i think think—is a big strength of you so how long did it take you because for example i would say like the the release on ultra stretch also the first pressure tracks if i if i hear now it's it's a bit different it's a bit different so how long would it Take you to really develop that style, and maybe was there a moment when you thought like, okay, this is maybe now my trademark mm-hmm. sound, and then you maybe follow this path or something, or would you, would you, been working
1: to like to get into to, in there to, to this gain line? this. This trademark style, or it just happened? I think it just happened. Like, of course, I am a baseline lover. (laughs) For me, like, (laughs) the baseline has to be, for me, like, really the main subject in the track. Yeah. Like, this, that's why probably it became also like a signature because the baseline for me is very impressive in the track. Yeah. And um, it became really naturally, but because as you said, um, the first tracks I released on Pressure Tracks were are a little bit different to what I'm doing now, but still uh, like for with the with the bassline as main, main yeah. subject, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it it became was very naturally to get. In I didn't want to be and do that like this, but I realized okay, this is what uh, what I'm doing. It's very nice. I really feel comfortable with it, and yeah. and I see also very good response from the people that are playing that. So it's. Yeah, of course, I won't develop even more. I won't get better and better and better. Yeah. But for the moment, yeah, this is... But was nothing planned. Nothing, yeah. yeah. I think it's really... I think it's a really like a strength and it's
0: really nice to really have your own signature style. I think the the danger can be at one point that stuff sounds similar. Similar, exactly. So yeah. That's why it's what I told you
1: last week. You yeah. remember when we had the talk here? I told you, um, sorry if I interrupt you. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, I told you, I don't want to get in the point where all the tracks sound, uh, sound the same or they are, they have, the concept is similar to the other one, yeah. because I also realized like lately when I was doing music, because now we are like, we were everyone in quarantine. I was do, doing music every day, like never before in my life. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, I realized at, at one point that like the tracks that I was doing the day after were almost not sounding the same, but like the concept was more or less the same. And I don't want to get there. That's why um, I realized probably it's like a moment where like your brain needs more creativity. And because we are not traveling and not going to the club anymore, probably the brain is just stuck a little bit because we are listening just our own music. Or like in <laughs> my case, like do, doing every day my music. It's like you just listen that and you. Yeah. Of course, I, uh, then I, I listen podcast and try to listen to other tracks, but I realized this point like a few weeks ago that I was getting a little bit, uh, not, not, not boring, but like similar to all the other tracks. And that's why I stopped now. Now I'm having a little break yeah. because I don't want to get there where you say that all the tracks sound similar to, yeah, the, to, yeah. each, to each other. It's very important to don't do that because I realized uh, like a couple of years ago, so yeah. Till a few months ago, like all the tracks, like, of course, is my signature, as you said, but uh, they are also different a little bit each other. And now I was realizing that, but probably because of uh, you need just a little break sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. So how much time do you spend in the studio? How often do you work? You work every day or some days or sometimes you
1: have Uh, a break? Sundays is free. Sunday is free. Sunday is free because I have a home studio and, the like, a lot of exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the slot for the neighbors. On it's a favorite day. Exactly. So that's why I I have free. And no, when I'm traveling, like, I'm working, let's say, uh, two or three days in the week. Yeah. And I work, uh, I start like after uh, midday and I go until maximum 8, eight, eight p.m. 8 in the evening, like yeah. six, seven hours, eight hours, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because the problem of the neighbor, I can't, I can't go over that time because you need to respect the neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I would like to go for another Instagram question. Yes. Let's, Let's see go. What the people ask. Oh, yeah, that's an easy one. Uh-huh. What do you think about the future of underground music?
1: wow <laughs>
0: Yuck, Yaku Music asks what do you think about the future of underground music
1: I think um, nice question <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah like it's um, I think it's always going to be underground music like as uh, always uh, was of course it's getting in a very um, different direction now because I see around uh, people describing underground music also some certain sound I don't want to name DJ now because maybe, <laughs> maybe they're listening and I'm sure they, they are, are. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and they are describing like uh, such uh, let's say uh, I don't know, like easy tech uh, house describing uh, as uh, underground music but for me underground music it's what what I was listening of course I'm still listening to that but Like back in the days when I was going to Robert Johnson and listening like Radu and uh, Raresh or like Ricardo, like this was proper underground music, Mm. stuff that you never listened before. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And this was, and it's getting in in a very different direction, like, but I think it's going to still be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, and we are we are the the example to, to we still, that we are, yeah, we, are, we're we, are we are still keeping this. Yeah, uh, I mean, I
0: think as long as there's like, people always want to go out and dance. And yes, that, that yeah, that's for sure. To forget about all the other bullshit, and I think as long as you have all the mainstream stuff, there's always going to be the need for something more refined yeah. and
1: something more. Special. And it's good also that there is like this mainstream, like now there is the, this electro wave. It's good that we have, like, many different, uh, like, uh, different style of music, but that's so we, we can unterscheiden wir uns.
0: That's a nice thing. There's um, something to, like, for everyone.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is very nice, yeah.
0: Okay. Next question from our good friend from Uruguay. Uh huh. Who is this? Pichi Flautin. Ah, uh, I, I know him. Manglus. Ah, oh, Manglus. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Manglus. <laughs> Hello, Manglus. <laughs> tranky, tranky. So, why friends... Tell him Los Mate.
1: Ah, Los Mate. <laughs> I also don't know. <laughs> Are you sure that they say that?
0: Or is, it, <laughs> is it Las or Los Mate? I don't have my glasses. I, I don't even have glasses, but maybe soon. Let's see. No, it's Las Mate or Los Mate. Las Mate, I think. Uh,
1: show me. Uh, you know, uh, my Los Mate. Ah, Los Mate. Why friends tell him Los Mate. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Or maybe yes, I know, but I can't, uh, I can't.
0: We talk about it later. And there's also going to be um, a subscriber edition where we talk about all the stuff that we cannot talk about in public. So next uh, show, you have the possibility to sign up and for a small fee, you get the
1: real. The, the real no, interview. <laughs> okay, let's move on.
0: Naughty Manglus. Um, red asks, best places you both have played?
1: Best places? Where we have played. Where we together have we played.
0: Yeah, we both, he asks.
1: Okay, yeah, the best places... Maybe
0: we together, huh?
1: Yeah. So... We had one of the lately that the, the latest uh, that I remember was in Paris. One of the, this festival we played. That was
0: really incredible. I that think. was wow. Yeah, yeah. Much respect to the Yoyaku Gang. To the yoyaku for Gang, absolutely. Putting this one up, and the next one is coming soon. When and
1: this... we had also a lot of beautiful experience, like long ride at uh, CDV, like many many times. Yeah, had, yeah. really.
0: Also, I love to remember our nights at Veniceberg. Also one yes, of our exactly. clubs. Yes. Because I, I yeah, I wanted to talk about, maybe now we're at a different point already, mm-hmm. but um, the club culture in Italy. Yes. Yeah? I remember like a few years ago, Italy was one of the places with the most proper clubs for our kind of music. Maybe yes. there were like bigger clubs also. Mm-hmm. You were, mm-hmm. It had to be a little bit more
1: to play a little bit, But yeah, mm-hmm. for
0: sure, it was one of the countries in Europe with the most really proper clubs. Yeah. And now... It really
1: completely collapsed right yeah yeah absolutely why, why is that yeah i uh, like i don't know like many um, okay this is like <laughs> uh, we have like a lot of problems in italy for example like one example that for me it's it's affecting also a lot for me on on the um, on the club scene in, it, in Italy, it's because, for example, we don't have a like taxi, easy taxi, taking taxi to go to a club. Like we have here like 10 euros and then you are in uh, Panorama Bar, for example. Yeah. If you have to take a taxi, you have to order a taxi and then it takes like so long time and it's like 40 euro, for example, to get in, in a certain place. And if you are lucky, you have the taxi. Otherwise, you have to take the car.
0: But is this if something take, that, that changed within the last few years, or I mean, that was
1: no, always... it didn't change in the last year. It was not the, this the, the the reason why yeah. it changed, but but I think also like the the there is a lot of police on the street controlling, and it's getting even harder and harder and harder, and, and a lot of clubs are closing.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, like the people want to listen always more and more mainstream DJs. Yeah. In Italy, that's why all the underground, what we were talking before, they are disappearing right now, like slowly, slowly. Of course, we have like we can really con- count on a, on a hand yeah. the underground clubs we have in Italy. Like and one of the best for me is Veniceberg, as we told, be- we, t- we said before.
0: Yeah, and um, many promoters now tell me that trap music is a it's, it's going is a lot on because
1: it. all the young people they listen to trap music. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially in north of Italy.
0: But what do you think? is the reason that just now like one music genre can be responsible for people maybe not interested in house and techno anymore? Or do you think maybe the people were never really interested in the music so much, but it was just what was like um, happening at the clubs and they would just go and now if they play trap, they they don't mind so much? I mean, of course, there are many people that care about music in Italy. That's not, that's yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. question. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you think because it is a little bit it's surprising how can it be that there like, comes this weird music genre and then people don't go to the clubs anymore to listen to house and techno music uh, that's a,
1: I think it's it's the offer it's the what offer, right? it's the yeah. offer because in italy right now like it's there is a lot of offer of this for example i went to play in um, in a club next to treviso and there were like three floors, and you went also there to play that club, exactly. And one, the smallest floor was the techno floor yeah. where I was playing. So you already realize where well, well is concentrated the the, <laughs> yeah. the the most people, where are concentrated, and like the biggest floor was like a kind of con- concert, like a huge stage with trap music, and was super full there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's about the offer that the, the 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 promoter are giving to to the people. If you give trap music, the people start to uh, to, to get used to it, and they say, okay, this is what we have. To, we get used and. Yeah. that's it but so it's be, a
0: little bit an education problem it's an education
1: it? problem and it's also like a money money problem the, the Italian people they see where it's the easiest way where to make money I'm sorry to say that and as an Italian I love Italy and I will be, always be yeah. loyal to it but it's the truth yeah. like you the, a lot of promoters they try to go in the easiest way to win money and, yeah. Yeah. and we have really like few promoters in Italy that are really like uh, true to themselves and still believing in in, uh, the love of th- the music, what we are doing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, I offered you today, I made you an Aperol Spritz.
1: was and amazing, was one of the best in the last uh, yeah. really, really, really long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, my bar is <laughs> yes. opening soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: is Aperol Spritz, is that like a,
1: originally from it, Italy? Is it
0: really, yeah, I know, but is it really like a thing that is still popular in Italy or is it something that just in Germany everybody likes and in Italy nobody?
1: No, it's I still, think it's still. It's still yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I think, yes. So You remember when we went together in Verona, like we had a few tables next to us and they, an everyone went... It's, a, uh, yeah, it's, it's an aperitivo drink. Yeah, yeah, everyone is drinking that.
0: So I want to come to the next question yeah. from our good friend, Evelyn. Hello, Evelyn. Hello, Evelyn. Her question is, pasta or amore?
1: Both. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Both. But, the, they are together, fitting completely.
0: But I'm, I'm wondering a little bit, if you ask in Italian, I mean... Pasta and amor, is it not the same thing?
1: A pasta and love, and it's, yeah, it's the
0: same. I mean, pasta and is love. No? Ex-
1: exactly. I, it's exactly. <laughs> they are. It's the best combination. You have to make pasta with love to have the best result. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you know, Evelyn, always. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, do you think if you're really good at making pasta, you're also really good at making love? Then maybe. Uh, l- l-
1: hey, girls. <laughs> what Hey girls, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, ladies out there, I think it's a little bit.
0: I think a little bit. It's it's not exactly the same, but I think it's a little bit the same. But uh, it has connection. I think it has connection because you don't have to be a great cook, but if you do it with passion and with good ingredients then it's going to taste good. Yes.
1: This is it, 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 uh, it, is, uh, it has a, a big connection, exactly. Yes. Yeah. If you have passion in making pasta, you have passion in love as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, Evelyn, you know the deal.
0: There you have it. Okay. <laughs> let's move on. There are a few more questions from Instagram. hmm Our friend Gigi asks, do you have a secret talent that you can show us right now? I mean, this is a podcast, This would be like,
1: like a streaming uh, question. It would
0: be no. It's uh, if you can show it to us, then you have to show it without people. Nobody can see us. So I don't know. If you have a secret, do you have, do you have a secret talent that you can show us right now?
1: Secret talent. I think many, Mm. but
0: nothing we can. We
1: can really show exactly, like maybe, yeah. Uh, I think. I can play football. I was playing football before. Yeah? <laughs> yes. I don't know if I can say talent, if it's a talent, but I was really into football before. I wanted to become a football player before. And, um, and then this was my goal till I moved to Germany and then I moved to Germany and completely like switched exactly this. I want to go back a little bit in my childhood. My dad, when I was young, when I was like a child, he told me, look, I have a friend go to learn piano because it's amazing music. You will love it. And I got a lot of information about music from my dad. Yeah. And, um, i said to my dad no papa i don't want to go to learn piano give me the football i want to go on the street i want to become a football player and i was ignoring his advice many times many times and what it happens like after 10 years 15 years i i'm doing exactly what he said what he yeah, told me back yeah. in the days but at that time what you know
0: Too many times the parents know what's good exactly like okay let's see another question mm. What is your all-time favorite record, asks Mircei What is your all-time favorite record, hmm. if there's one? I
1: mean, it's tough, but... Yes, like uh, all-time, one favorite record, uh, I can't choose one, but I have many. But one that uh, it sees always, almost always in my mind, it's... Um, like Logo Hits or Lazara Present or uh, Vaillano Rano from Ricardo Villalobos, like one, two of that, Lazara Present and Logo Hits are on the Salvador uh, compilation. And uh, Vaiano Rano, I think if I'm uh, speaking really um, like right, it's on alcachofa uh, album. But as I said, I have many and I can't really choose one because there are yeah. really many favorites, yeah. many, many favorites, yeah. So. I mean, I I, I just said like three all from Ricardo right now, but well, it's uh, it's um, my biggest inspiration, and I think it's one the biggest inspiration for many of us. Like yeah, for and a yes. Shouts to Ricky, of course. Yes.
0: Um, Rudine M asks, "How did you guys come up with Civil Stretch EP? For the people that don't know, Civil Stretch EP is an EP that we." Together and released on
1: quarta quarter, mm-hmm. um, Last year, or two, Quart-
0: years ago, Quart- two years ago, uh, last year, uh,
1: I don't know, one and a half maximum, like no, one year I think, I know, like was like just before um, uh, some waves. Yeah, but, how did we come up with civil stretch? Yeah, we just, uh, as always, we are doing things very naturally, like right now, these interviews. Yeah. And we just met and uh, we just make music and it happens like this. We didn't have any plans to make Silver Stretch appeal.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. There's not so much to Plan, tell about yeah, it. Behind, just, just go yes. in and we just do it. Close the door. And, <laughs> 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 yeah. and then ramba zamba. I remember... I remember that in the beginning we thought, yeah, the is a little bit trancy, but then we have to... But yes, we, and we then we change it. But then, but then it worked out in the end. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now Benjamin from Paris asks, why I have so many notifications Hello, of Giuliano liking pictures of hot chicks on Instagram? <laughs> <sighs> that is obviously a lie because it's the other way around. I always see like all the chicas liking Lomontes' posts. That is the truth. But you can, you can answer for yourself, of course. OK,
1: so the question is like, uh, he saying I'm liking girls, uh, or yeah, the, but the that means I, that
0: he's looking at the pictures himself.
1: Mm, mm, mm. So the girls are liking a lot of pictures of me, or is the, are you. you liking a lot of pictures of the girls? Do you want another zip?: Yes, please. Uh, really? I, I mean, on Instagram, I am not that, uh, that so, I'm not so much online on Instagram, to be honest. Like,
0: if, um, wanna, cheers. cheers. Thank you very much for joining. salute, guys. Salud. It's very important in these days to disinfect your mouth with an alcoholic you know, oh, fluid on a daily basis. Uh, that is really important at the moment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, Benji, I really, I don't know, uh, I didn't realize that because, like, on Instagram, I'm quite new. I have uh, Instagram. I think not even two years, and I'm not so much looking at that. But maybe I lost control lately, and I'm liking too many uh, photos from uh, chicks. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I good mean, to, good to know. Instagram is all you know, you know. I really don't know how to how to check. Uh, what I'm liking and what I'm not I'm really not good on Instagram I'm using Instagram like the really basic I'm putting stuff, uploading stuff so the people can know what I'm doing and that's it, but yeah. uh, I'm really on the basic level of, of Instagram I, mean, I
0: just do my beauty tips and stuff and that's about it <laughs> Okay, do you listen to the Grateful Dead? To what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a band, Grateful Dead Ah, no no, no. no. Okay, that's is an easy no.
1: question I, I listen to uh, to like a lot of uh, hip hop and rap, mostly old. That is uh, good.
0: Then I have a next question for you from our friend Andre Tripmasters. Hello, shout hello. out to Tripmasters. Hello. East coast or west coast? He asks.
1: Uh, like yeah, both. Both. I am uh, like a little bit affected by by both. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can't really choose one, but like, I love a lot, like cr- crazy for Tupac. Yeah. Like really. It's, yeah. uh, for me it was like, uh, one, uh, of the mentor back in the days. Yeah. Like, yeah also like right now for what is happening with the, yeah i mean if you listen the,
0: to changes now it's exactly great how relevant it's, it's like it still is today
1: exactly and he say like already back in the days in the song it's nothing changing even if we want to try like still the people are not understanding that and this like really goosebumps at the moment yeah
0: yeah yeah um we haven't talked about your label so far, so mm-hmm. we should talk about that. Point of view. Point of view. Yes. How many releases so far?
1: Okay, so far I, we have we have number nine, and the last one was Arapu, and uh, soon it's gonna come out the number ten from a guy from uh, Milano. Yeah, its his name is Shaggy. Okay. Yeah, it's not known, but is making amazing music. Yeah. Really, really nice music. Yeah.
0: And what's the plan with the label? You it's um it's about the, you, you told me yeah, i told I you i you can told can. you can yes yes now yeah okay to, let's
1: to, let's uh, because i think i i wrote this when i started the label like okay. the, the the project is uh was about to be on 12 records like the 12 months we have in the year like the 12 inch of the of the vinyl yeah this was the project at the beginning, but um, but now it
0: sells too good.
1: Huh? Now it sells really good. <laughs> thank thank you guys for buying my uh, records. That's sucks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you people out there to buy my records. <laughs> um, no, it's selling very good. I'm, I'm really very grateful. But I'm very honest. I didn't make the the the, the label to make money. I yeah, The, the I mean, main the main. Um, Point was to make a, a label to to be able to release whatever I want and what I have available at that time in the most freedom way. Yeah, and this was the reason. And yeah. then everything it became like nice what it how it is now, and I'm very grateful. But this was the main reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess some people are listening that maybe also releasing music, but for everybody else, you should not get a wrong idea when we say it sells really good because. It sells really good means today that a record sells between 500 and 1,000, maybe 1,500 exactly, copies. Exactly, maximum. That means it sells very good, which is a joke. If you see like this, how many people are in the world and you sell 1,000 records, it's like a lot. And the problem with vinyl is it's very expensive to make a few. If you make a lot, it gets cheaper. But yes. to make 100 records or to make 200 records, it's not such a big difference because there are some things you have to pay in the beginning. To even press one record, so exactly. don't get a too romantic idea. Oh. Don't think you have to start a label <laughs> a now. Little.
1: Exactly because you cover the cost, like till uh, till selling four hundred copy, you cover only four hundred or five hundred. You're just covering the cost because yeah. there is the artwork. So there's no there money. Is the mastering. To make, guys. There is no money. It's just like to 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 be. It's it feels nice, of course. It feels nice if you are selling more than five hundred records. It f- gives you a really nice feeling. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But. You can't make money out of uh, making if you have a. Yeah, label. I guess
0: it's more like a statement that you put out there. At the, least, in the
1: especially in this music, we, because of underground music, you can't make money. But uh, if you are releasing, if you are releasing another kind of music, like more like, uh, let's say, I don't know, progressive or like more uh, mainstream uh, stuff, then you can make money where because where you're gonna sell like three, four thousand records. But I don't know nowadays if th- there are labels selling so much.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: I don't know. Like I remember, like lately the one that sold in the underground music one label that sold I don't remember like more than 10,000 copies was Sysdrome from uh, Ricardo and was Trompete from uh, yeah. from SIS this yeah. was one of the last uh, release I remember of the underground music that got sold very much Yeah, yeah. but for now, the, lately, I don't know, like, um, if you can is, say.
0: Is the music from point of view available on Bandcamp?
1: or Not yet. I, w- I wanted to do this la- the last weeks, but I didn't came to do it. But it's going to be soon. It's going to yeah, happen. It's going to happen very yeah. soon. So yes. you're not yeah.
0: against completely or something?
1: No, 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 absolutely not. No, yeah. no, no.
0: I I agree. I mean, I've, I've been to many places and... In many places of the world, you don't even have access to records, and exactly. people don't even have the economic resources to to, to buy records. To buy records, exactly. and the music we are doing is it's a really small group of people that are listening to it anyway. So Comparing think,
1: to what is it around in the I world, think yeah,
0: between new fella. Um, every new person is welcome. Exactly. So to close markets like big markets in the world and making music not accessible, I think it's a mistake. Yeah, exactly. For example, yeah. I went to uh, Bogota in Colombia. They don't. They don't, they don't have a record a shop. A record shop. And exactly. The records are also too expensive and the shipping. And there are many places like this in the world, and I don't see any reason why, why we should you...
1: make like a border. Of... Exactly. What I mean, music.
0: I, mean. I think is for everyone to enjoy. And, exactly. Um, so and I, also I agree. Uh,
1: for me, every, every time I put me on the other side and to see how I would feel if I was in that position, if I would live, for example, in Bogota and no record shop and I was loving this music, how I would feel in yeah. that case. And also so I, th- I, put me in also
0: I think you're really engaging the people because you will find the stuff on the internet yes. one way or the other. yes exactly. Somebody will make a rip and somebody put it online. Yeah, yeah. If your record is not, like, completely Exactly. But if you are somebody, giving,
1: like, the file with the WAV and mastering, it's even better. And you are supporting in that way, and you are supporting your financial... Yeah, exactly, so... So, it's it's okay. No, no, I'm not against that. Absolutely not, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: what is next from Giuliano Lomonte? Mm-hmm. Releases or...
1: Uh, okay, like, I have many remixes coming out, and, like, one it just came, I did a remix for Derek Carr, the record I gave you before... Mm-hmm. Then um it's coming another remix like soon the next days on um I did a remix for um Niels Weimann, our mm-hmm. friend from Frankfurt, yeah. and uh Oana, Oana Le- Leica, if I sp- speech well. Yeah uh, yeah and this is another remix coming out. Then um another remix, uh, but this is still in uh, in on the making and original EP um it's coming one just came out uh the round music with alexis like a few oh, yeah. days ago yeah
0: hello yes. dorian
1: hello dorian hi thanks alexis <laughs> uh yes and i really want to get the the chance to uh, be thankful to say thanks to dorian because what well, it's a really nice opportunity it gave yeah. me because uh raw music is like a legendary uh, label for sure, for sure. like over 20 years like wow what everything what it come out there was like outstanding yeah yeah so thank you to be to be part of the family dorian so, and then like yeah. it's still coming so, like i have a lot of music coming yeah out, we make right? another we are an extra hour now only
0: releases now yeah
1: <laughs> and then i have like brocade brocade coming out also oh yeah uh, label from Dana, and um, I want to make soon like one point of view because like, like it's been uh, like quite a lot now that I don't do something on my label, yeah. And I have some stuff that uh, can be can be released on there, yeah. yeah. And then some others that we keep on secret for the yeah. moment. <laughs> nice.
0: So, we're soon coming to an end. I have one question that I would have
1: asked ah, Really? You. I was getting used to that. You're getting so warm. I, I can yeah. tell you have a red nose.
0: Like yeah, really? Yeah.
1: yeah, because I'm scratching on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to
0: scratch. Yeah, and also uh, the Aperol Spritz is empty and my assistant is um, not here at the moment traveling to Switzerland mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to help another DJ setting up his um, live stream. Um, so, what tip um, Nikita... E.S. is asking, "What tip would you give a young musician who wants to become a DJ?"
1: Yeah, uh, like the same what um, I was believing when I started. Just uh, believe in what you are doing, like in your passion, because uh, and do everything naturally without forcing anything. Bring as much as you as you can, natural and. Uh, just love the music and this is what i everything what i did back in the days i was just doing with love and when you do this with love like you everything comes to you naturally automatically and yeah there is uh yeah nothing else to say
0: that is the perfect statement to come to an end thank you so much this one hour passed by very fast
1: yeah i, th- I think we ate a little bit more but no it's okay yeah. i can um, come next week again no problem yeah,
0: yeah, you're a resident already <laughs> yeah next time we cook okay yeah. thank you so much Giuliano, for this um, thank you, Arno. for this nice talk i hope that some people finally got to know you a little bit better because yes. that's the purpose of this podcast i think that some of these online magazines, they're scratching the surface many times and um, not going really deep. Yes. And um, other platforms, they're just interviewing and asking the same old, big old DJs. Exactly. This I wanted and to
1: say, like always the same and the biggest this is what one. This is yeah. all
0: about, to get to know the people. And support the underground. Better. So
1: back to the, the question before. We
0: are supporting the underground. Thank you so much, Juliano. That was very nice. And, Thank you. And um, we're going to be back soon with another episode. Ciao. Ciao. Bye bye, guys.